This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 835. 535. 535. Trying to end the show quicker. I would love if it was 835. Yeah, I just want to see if you're on your toes. Yeah, it's 535 in Rock 102. Uh, Scott Zolak this morning. Interesting thing to talk about from the Drudge Report. A uh, ESPN dude is writing a book and uh, about the Patriots. And apparently Robert Kraft says that Bill Belichick is the biggest effing a-hole he's ever met. Yes, well, in his life, he said. I'm in sure his life, yeah. Sure there's others, but uh, yeah, I'll have that on my view from the couch, and we'll talk to Zolak about that and other stuff, too. Also, uh, Murr from uh, the uh, Impractical Jokers got a brand new book out. We'll be talking to him later on today, too. Brand new book? Yes. I haven't even seen a single episode of the show yet. Oh, good. Well, you yeah. might, uh, you got about an hour and a half to catch up. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. It's his fifth book. He's written uh, four others, and so we'll be talking to him just after 7 o'clock. It's 536 on Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on the still. It's located at 63 Springfield Street. I-52 and Mountain on Rock 102. Should be a pretty sunny day today, but cool. A mix of sun and clouds. A high of only 61. It's uh, only 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash? Oh, yeah. yeah. Britney Spears won a huge victory in court yesterday when a judge granted her petition to suspend Jamie Spears from his role as her conservator effective immediately. And is he related to her? That's her dad. Oh, 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 yeah. her father. Oh, I thought uh, that was her sister. Uh, no, no, that's uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. Well, how are you Jamie supposed to Lynn. know the difference? I, I don't Well, the Lynn and the Jamie. Uh, the penis and the vagina. That's true. Yeah. Daddy had been handling Britney's affairs since 2008. This chaos isn't quite over, and it isn't entirely amicable either. Jamie's attorney lobbied for the conservatorship to be ended entirely, and Britney's lawyer accused him of wanting to, quote, suppress evidence of his corruption. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we talked yesterday about how he was bugging her phone calls in her room and mm, how yeah. illegal that is. Apparently and you're not supposed to do any of that stuff. No, you're not. There will be a hearing to, on terminating the conservatorship entirely on November 12th. Brittany has yet to comment on the ruling, maybe because she was busy flying a plane yesterday. Doing what now? She was flying a, uh, well, there was a pilot letting her sit in the co-pilot seat of a, oh. Lear, of a Learjet. Well, that doesn't mean she was actually flying. Yeah, no. I did that, and but I was actually flying it. You did? Yeah, yeah. We did it. I did it on uh, Mike Belisa's plane. That's scary. No, you you're were... forty thousand feet in the air, you bastard. Yeah, but <laughs> but but hurling to the ground at uh, six hundred miles yeah. an hour yeah, is no, not no. That make, doesn't make me feel better. No, he didn't let Muhammad sit in front. Uh, Britney's boyfriend Sam Ashgari uh, posted a picture of a female lion and said, "Quote: The power of the lioness." Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, that's my money coming to me now. Damn, Skippy. Uh, somewhere in your travels, if you travel to the weird places uh, some people do, you might have heard of nudicles. Do you know what they are? Yeah, I, they're uh, fake balls. Fake, fake testicles for like a... For your pet. For dogs. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you can supposedly get them for any pet that has been neutered, including dogs, cats, horses, and even bulls. Oh, those must be the big ones. 
Oh, and yeah, they, those are the huge ones. And they even have some famous customers like Jake Gyllenhaal. On The Tonight Show this week, Jake revealed that he just had his dog's plums picked and uh, his vet suggested the phonies. He said, I said no, of course, but then I was like, well, what do they look like? I ended up calling my doctor the night before surgery and saying, can we get these nudicles? Long story short, the dog has nudicles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the dog really notices after a while. And supposedly, from what I've read, people actually do buy them for their dogs because they think that it affects the dog's self-confidence. It doesn't. I know lots of uh, ballish dogs that are as happy to please their owner as anybody else. Uh, reviews of Kylie Jenner's new swimwear line have been brutal so far. One woman on TikTok said, quote, you can get better quality swimsuits for half the price at Target. Oh, and, ooh, and not to mention... They're kind of just as cute. The the Target the, ones. The Target ones, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kylie's a billionaire. I don't really think she cares what some lady on TikTok says about one of her swimsuits. No, I think she does care. Even a billionaire's got feelings, Steve. Mm. Not really. No, they do. Mm. Uh, Mayim Bialik. That's the, that's the fluid you have when you're uh, pregnant. No, yeah. that's ambionic fluid. Uh, destroyed her friendship with Neil Patrick Harris back in 1997 when she went to see him in Rent and didn't get up for the standing ovation. <gasps> oh, Wait, no. Was she the only one? It, yeah, I guess so. But well, turn- then, then that's, you know, but that's... It, it turns out she hates musicals. Well, then why was she there? Because, oh, because her friend Neil Patrick Harris was in the show. He invited her. The yeah. least you could do is stand up. Yeah. Anytime I stand up for, uh, for a standing ovation, it's because everybody else is doing it, not because I love the show that much. Yeah, but I always do one of these, uh, you know, you look around, because the, it's like the wave sometimes. People will get up uh, behind you, and, and you don't know it yet, and you're and then somebody might get up in front of you, and you're like, uh, uh, is there a mouse in the room? Uh, I don't I don't know why. Oh, oh, I see. And then you get up for the standing ovation. And then you're late right, for the right. wave. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you like scary movies? Mm. How sure. About, how not, about, it's not uh, thrasher movies. How about watching all of the Scream movies in the Scream house to celebrate its 25th anniversary? Where, where's the Scream house? Northern California. No, no I'm out Airbnb, too far. Airbnb is offering three opportunities for groups of four to stay one night at the Northern California house for only $5. Is this a, the house like where the, the movie was made? Yes. Ah. Uh, uh, I guess five dollars. We'll, yes, you, you know. I mean, ripped it, off. if the uh, if the house were like say in Holyoke or you know Wilbraham, some a drivable distance, maybe I'll do it and I'll bring extra five bucks. I might even uh, you know pay it forward and pay for a bunch of other people. I'm not going all the way out there for this. And by the way, it's a slasher film, not a thrasher film. A thrasher, slasher, uh, crasher, dasher, masher. Um, the uh, Comet, Cupid, Dotter, and Blitzen. There are a lot of a lot of houses in Holyoke that you could probably call the Scream House. Yeah, yes, that's true. Could. Yeah, that's and they are thrashers. And they're by not, the way. and not just on the parade route. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why when you like, isn't it Demented FX in Holyoke? Isn't yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so exactly. Sometimes you go into a building in Holyoke, like, is this Demented FX or is this the real thing? <laughs> now this, no, this is just where I live. Uh, the, the guests will be able to go back to 1996 with a virtual check-in from Sheriff Dewey Riley. I mean, David Arquette. <laughs> the house has knife marks on the doors and a phone line in case you want to contact the uh, ghost face directly, but he might just call the house first or stop by for a visit. 
You can have a marathon of all four Scream movies on VHS, of course. Wow. And uh, all the snacks like Jiffy Pop, popcorn, and pizza. Wouldn't it be great if you picked up the phone and every call cuts out, like right in the right when you're starting to tell whoever's on the other line all the important information? Like yeah. they do in every other slasher film? Yeah. Thrasher. Thrasher. No, it's not yeah. Thrasher. I, I believe it's Masher. Yeah. Or Dasher. Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitz. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind staying in a house like that. Why not? For no, five no. bucks? With three other people? I don't care if it's free. I don't want to stay in a house with three other people. Well, I don't just, care if it's a thrasher house or not. You just don't like people. That's what I mean. That would be the scariest part of the house. And a new David Bowie album is coming out January 7th. Will he tour? No. No. He will not, he will. nor will uh, he be doing interviews. The uh, album damn it. Toy was recorded back in 2000 and includes reworked versions of songs from 1964 to 1971. Yay. Uh, please sell my music after I'm dead. Long, Long after, after, I'm, after dead. I'm dead. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Visit Indeed.com slash credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, whenever somebody releases a sensationalized NFL-related tell-all book of alleged nonfiction, which exposes the ins and outs of professional football players, coaches, owners, and their various foibles, quirks, and character flaws, they are basing part of that narrative under the assumption that football fans are going to read something. As a football fan myself, I don't want to read a book unless it's entirely necessary to do so, and most of the time, it is not necessary, especially when the main thrust of the book can be shared in a blurb on the internet, where most of my best reading begins and ends. Nevertheless, in an upcoming book entitled It's Better to Be Feared by ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham, he dives into the complicated relationship between Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Robert Kraft. The book is based upon approximately 100 interviews with insiders, backstabbers, axe grinders, and disgruntled ex-employees who have shared their insights on what's up with these guys. In one passage, Robert Kraft is alleged to have called Bill Belichick the biggest effing a-hole in my life. Now, I must tell you whether this actually happened is anyone's guess, but I'm pretty sure that this would be the same effing a-hole that pushed out nine conference titles and six Super Bowl championships in the 20 years since Robert Kraft said, this is my guy, and hired him. Is Bill Belichick an insufferable jerk? Possibly. Has he ever done anything to prove that he's not? Not particularly. Should Patriots fans really care? After 17 divisional titles and all those championships? I wouldn't think so. Now, you could make the case that such statements from Mr. Kraft suggest that there are fissures in their relationship and that Mr. Kraft resents the difficult relationship that Bill Belichick had with Tom Brady. I would suggest that not only do most Patriots fans not care, I would also suggest that most Patriots fans aren't going to spend the $25.94 asking price to pre-order the book on Amazon, regardless of what it's about or how many pictures there might be inside. Yes, there's a chance that Bill Belichick is kind of a jerk, but he's a jerk that brought you twice as many Super Bowl championships as any other head coach in history. Suddenly, he doesn't seem like such an a-hole, does he? No, he does not. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Keith of the East Lawn and the Rockies is a man of steel. I'm talking steel chainsaws, the orange and white chainsaws that the pros use. Keith has years of steel training for steel chainsaws and all other outdoor power equipment. Talk to Keith at the East Long Meadow Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock at 611. And ZZ Top on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today, but a high of only 61. Uh, the average right now is 70. But uh, tomorrow will be up to 65, although it's only 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about all kinds of Patriot stuff, including maybe that book. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, it's funny. I saw an article uh, on the Drudge Report this morning that actually is from... I uh, believe this is uh, CBS NFL's website, um, which says the headline on Drudge says Robert Kraft says Bill Belichick was biggest effing a-hole I ever met in my life. But when you click on that on Drudge, then you go to an article that's titled Bill O'Brien was trying to get fired by the Texans to take over for Bill Belichick in New England, book reveals. Then when you read the article... It's one little line about Kraft saying that. The right. whole rest of the article is about Bill O'Brien trying to get fired out of out of Houston. So well, no son of a bitch from Houston's going to come on here over here. Yeah, with um, these Yankee bastards. Is that a, like a CBS affiliate from Houston? Uh, that'd be my, that'd be my guess. I don't even I don't even know. It just says CBS NFL. Yeah, but um, so so that that's a little weird. Now the other thing too, I don't understand betting so I, I don't even know what I'm looking at sometimes on this page on CBS NFL there is also a video airing from CBS Sports of an interview well of a conversation between a sports reporter and I believe a, a newspaper reporter and the and the caption or the chyron underneath says Buccaneers parentheses uh Dash like like a like a minus sign. Yep. Six point five at Patriots. O slash U forty nine. All right now I know the O slash U means over and under, even though I don't know what the over and under means. Well, you're either you're either betting that there's going to be forty nine points scored in the game or not, or over it or under it. Yeah. Um. But the parentheses negative six point five after Buccaneers. Does that mean they are the underdogs or the favorites? I, I, I'm again. I'm not a gambler either. So mm. you're asking a guy who doesn't really know. Yeah, there's so. a six and a half point spread, and it would seemingly mean that the Patriots are the favorites. Well, it is a home game, so uh -huh. they would have the home field advantage. I guess. And, you know, I mean, they. I think there are a lot of people who believe that if there's anyone going to beat Tom Brady because he knows Tom Brady really well, it's Bill Belichick. Yeah, but, he goes, but Tom but, Brady hasn't lost two games in a row in a very long time. Yeah, but Tom Brady hasn't been this old ever. <laughs> He's older well, now than he was last week. So is Belichick. Yeah, but Belichick's not strapping on the pads. Uh, he might be because it sounds like he, if he is the biggest – effing a-hole that someone's met in their life, he might be on the pad. Well, I, uh, I'm i going to assume you didn't listen to The View from the Couch because you haven't listened in 26 years. But no, nevertheless, I was watching uh, Tedemer. Right. But, uh, you know, what I said in my View from the Couch, talking about this this book and, and the complicated relationship that allegedly uh, exists between Belichick, Robert Kraft, and, and, uh, and Tom Brady is, is that all of these stories in this book are gleaned from like 100 different interviews. And even Belichick yesterday said these sound like you know 
second, third, fourth hand accounts of a relationship that, in his estimation, is still pretty good. Even though Tom Brady is gone, they have respect for each other. They were able to work with each other for 20 years. And quite frankly, you show me two people who have worked together for 20 years that don't occasionally have a hiccup yeah. here or there. Tell me about it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, this book just sounds like a whole bunch of horse crap Well, to me. you know what? Uh, first of all, that's a bummer. It doesn't come out until October 12th. I was thinking about ordering it right now. Well, I mean, you can order it, but you wouldn't get it till October 12th. Ooh, wow, 13 days. You can't um, wait that long? No, not really, because I'm almost at the end of another book that obviously people feel the same way you did a moment ago about this book. You know, just because somebody like, and I don't even know who Seth Wickersham is, but when a guy like Bob Woodward writes uh, four or five books about one particular president and it tells you in, in the foreword or whatever part of the book uh, the guy explains how he wrote the book that, you know, this was from over 200 interviews he did with people who were close to the administration, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's crap. It just means that a lot of people were willing to talk to the author. Doesn't mean they were making all the stories up. True, but everyone has a different interpretation of different situations that happen. Take take the Woodward book out of it, for uh, for example. There's loads of books that are kind of written in the same way. And I can have a different interpretation of a single event that would be completely different than your interpretation of it. It just it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It just means I may have heard from another guy that this happened. Yes, and if, I'm if putting my what, I'm putting my trust yeah. in the authority coming from this guy right. who may have heard it second or third hand. But if you were actually there and you were telling the author what happened, that's not necessarily an interpretation. See, because it's absolutely an interpretation. It's an interpretation of what you observed. Uh, we've had this conversation several times before, Kellyanne Conway. There's no alternative facts. There are either facts, <laughs> but there are alternative points of view. Yes, but if you're reciting facts, that doesn't lend to interpretation. If if you're saying, have you ever watched like uh, like a courtroom proceeding? It's all about the interpretation of facts. There may be certain facts that are indisputable, but in a book like yes, this, yes. all these alleged facts are not facts. What they are are interpretations of situations that they may have observed, but the facts may be completely unclear. You could take, you could walk by any door in this building and hear a conversation out of context. And treat it like you walked into a, a scene from Three's Company right. where you think you heard what you thought you heard, but that's not what you heard. Right, but you keep making the person providing the information a third party. I'm talking about a second party. Someone who was actually, you talk about walking by any door in the building and hearing a conversation. I'm not talking about the person walking by the door. I'm talking about the person who's inside the room. Listen, I'm going based upon what Belichick said yesterday in his press conference. And he's which, always telling the truth. He, 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 true, but if he's saying these sound like second, third, and fourth-hand conversations in this book, his interpretation of these alleged facts are very, very different. True. What I'm telling you is... It depends entirely upon what your definition of a fact is. I don't know if these conversations are 
that were overheard or these ob- or these observations of events are actual facts. Well, and I don't other know than how, just observations. And I don't know how Seth Wickersham explains it. Like I said, you know, Bob Woodward in the foreword of the book will explain if there are things in quotation marks, that means those are words from a person who was directly at a location when something happened, not someone else telling the story from the person who was in the room. But is it say, But does that mean that they were involved in this conversation? Were they involved in a situation, or were they just present? Because there well, could be a difference in how either. you look at their interpretation of mm. what they saw. Kind of like eyewitness testimony. You've said it yourself. Eyewitness testimony is not always the best testimony. Well, first of all, I think what I said was eyewitness identification is not the best. Even eyewitness testimony can be disputed in a court of law or anywhere else. If there are other corroborating witnesses and testimony that 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 oppose the, all that information, then, wh- then what what really is the truth? Truth and fact are not always walking hand in hand. Are you Stuart Weldon's lawyer? No, I'm not. I'm just I'm I'm trying to look at this from a, a, a logical perspective. And then if you try to put yourself in the situation of of somebody who is hearing something and then talking to an ESPN reporter about you know these relationships of which they don't necessarily have all the intimate details of then it's hard to take this information from the book and say, ah, this must be the way it happened. Because it's not necessarily true. Do you believe for one second that Bill Belichick might not be the biggest effing asshole that a number of people have met in their lives? Are you talking about at this moment? Uh, No, anytime. Well, then I would say he's in second place. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, yeah, I did a whole yeah. switcheroo yeah, right that's there. That's, what I, that's what I just did. It's 622 on Rock 102. And just hear that. 633 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquatique Pools and Spas. Save now in all carbon above ground pools and Haywood salt chlorine generators. 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police are investigating a Wednesday afternoon shooting on Spring Street that sent a man to the hospital with gunshot wounds in Springfield. The injured man, who uh, police did not identify, suffered injuries that were considered serious but non-life-threatening. The shooting was detected by the shot spotter system around 1.40 p.m. in the area of 100 Spring Street. Officers arrived and found the injured man. He was taken to Bay State by ambulance. The area of the shooting on Spring Street is uh, one block south of police headquarters on Pearl Street. Well, hey, when in Rome, you know. Well, they figure uh, <laughs> that way if they get caught, they don't have to be in handcuffs for a long time. And why do you need a shot spotter so close to the police department? Uh, can't you hear it? Not inside the police department. There's too much yelling and screaming going on. <laughs> How come you're not listening to the shot spotter? <laughs> they all have very thick walls over there, too. Yeah, the uh, shooting is being investigated by the Detective Bureau. There have been no arrests. West Springfield police are investigating an incident on Route 20 Monday night where a moving vehicle was struck multiple times by gunfire from another vehicle. Blah, blah, blah. Once again, loose lips over in West Springfield. I know. All this stuff going on. <laughs> no one was injured in the incident. which happened shortly after 11.01 p.m. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Specific. Yeah. 11 p.m. on Route 20 near Rogers Avenue. According to police, the driver of an Audi sedan uh, reported traveling east on Route 20 when another vehicle, described as a Mercedes, pulled alongside as if to pass. Instead, 
Uh, occupants of the Mercedes fired several rounds at the Audi, which was uh, struck in the rear and the rear quarter. Damn, you drive high end cars involved in shootouts. I wonder if this is I mean, a spillover by. from the fight at the Big E Monday night. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know. But by the way, did you also? There were two passengers in that vehicle that crashed in front of uh, Central Chevrolet. They were both injured. Remember we were talking yeah, yesterday yeah, yeah, how the yeah, driver yeah. died yeah, and we yeah. didn't know whether that was the only occupant. There were two other people in the car. I, I don't know that every bad thing that happens in West Springfield during those 17 days all starts at the Big E. Well, I mean, you know, during those 17 days, there's usually not that much going on in West Springfield other than the Big E. Oh, you don't know that. You're you're way over on uh, you're way over on Route 20 there by uh, Rogers Road. You're driving your Mercedes down the road, and this this Audi comes by, saying maybe cut you off, and you happen to have a gun in your pocket. I don't know. That I've, might have nothing to do with the. Uh, I've been at Costco during the Big E, and you can you can yell for as far as you want and hear mm. no people. Hello, is there anybody in here? It's like it's like an empty shell of a building because they're all eating their cream puffs and baked potatoes at the Big E. Did you say just not if you can hear me? I was going to say that's the worst <laughs> rendition of Comfortably Numb I've ever heard. I'm sorry. I'm not aware of that song. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Who? Pink who? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. We never play that here. No. no. Ever. Uh, on, uh, where was the other? Oh, yeah. So the 22 News after since Monday has finally reported on the fight at the Big E. You mean the fight that we talked about on the air days before they got around to doing the story. And then, the, yeah, and, and the fight of the video that had been released on two or had been passed around on Tuesday. When? Tuesday uh-huh. afternoon. Uh-huh. West Springfield police were called to an incident regarding a fight in progress in Funland at the Big E on <laughs> Monday night. Not, Not so, exactly. Not so Funland. Yeah. According to West Springfield, police officers approached and observed the fight to be over in the crowd dispersing. A victim has been identified, and the West Springfield Police Detective Bureau is actively investigating the incident. West Springfield Police Department resources are being used at the Big E in certain events to boost security measures. Worst the, whack-a-mole game I've ever seen. The department states they will uh, continue to utilize resources available in order to provide a safe environment for visitors. Meanwhile, on the other side of the park, uh, Rumble Land was uh, full of people having a good time. What uh, are Did they scale back on the amount of security this year because of the fact that they didn't make enough money last year in order to afford the security this year? I don't I don't know, but I, I don't I don't know. Because <laughs> I mean, you can't like not turn your head in the Big E and not see a police officer uh, anywhere there. Well, I mean, they're usually walking around or they're they're at a post somewhere. There, or... There's, I mean, there's a number of different layers of security at the Big E. There's the West Springfield Police. There are West Springfield Special Police. There are the 17 uh, Day Pass guy. Yeah, uh, Big E has its own security force, uniformed. Um, and I would guess that someone somewhere, one of those organizations might even have undercover people uh, there as well. But I, I don't know whether they scale back because of the um, because of the COVID. All right. Well, let's let's say that uh, that you're right, and you know, they got all that uh, security there. Mm-hmm. This is a fight that had to escalate. Over a little bit of time, not a lot of time, but uh, probably enough to get 
some sort of authority over there to stop it. I mean, this well, is the video I saw is going on for almost like a minute and a half. It probably, Didn't, and that's not even where it started. When you think about the big E grounds and where you deploy security, I would guess probably the midway is the least likely place to see violence. Now, the only way you can call one of those buildings the better living center is if the living is better. And <laughs> the only way it gets better is by having more security. So they probably focus more of the security force on the better living center yeah. than they do on the midway. So I think that's a misuse of resources. I think that you're more likely to find people getting pissed off at the midway you got people with water guns shooting a stream of water into a clown's mouth for a Bon Jovi mirror or a stuffed animal. You're telling me you don't think there's going to be a throwdown once in a while because someone felt they got cheated? Might be, but the good thing is that's the midway. So if you have security on this end and security on this end and there's an issue in the midway, then they can all respond at the same time but it would take them an equal amount of time to arrive. Yeah, see, but I would think that uh, it would make more sense to have some security midway. Oh, and they might have some security but, midway. But they didn't have very much for that one minute and 30 seconds that well, I saw. not very much is not nothing. There yeah. might have been one guy in there who you probably don't even see because he's short and maybe even <laughs> and on the ground getting his, his ass whooped. Yeah. Fred. Yeah. yeah. Fred the security guard. But he's new. It's his first year. We're just uh, trying to get you people to move out of here. You all mind just moving along? Drop the corn dog and head on out to the exit yeah. nine, okay? It's John Candy's character in Wally World. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Big yellow slide outside. Should have told you there's no fighting around here. <laughs> Former West Springfield police captain, 54-year-old Daniel Spaulding of West Springfield, was sentenced Wednesday afternoon for using his official position for unwarranted privileges. Spaulding was found guilty of taking more than $17,000 from the West Springfield Police Department's evidence room and using it for personal purposes, including to pay his mortgage uh, and other items. The uh, verdict came after a five-day trial overseen by Hamden Superior Court Judge Michael Callan. Judge Callan sentenced Spaulding to one-year probation and waived the fees associated pro to probation because he has teenage children. Spaulding, you'll get probation and like it. Callan uh, wants to see the money used towards getting the teens ready to be adults. Authorities say Spalding took money between May 2016 and May of 2017. According to the AG's office, further investigation revealed Spalding had placed all of the missing cash, replaced all of the missing cash at a later date. Oh, well, everything's fine. But yeah, it was just a loan. A loan. Exactly. We've, we've talked about this before. The problem is, is that when you have cash as yeah. evidence, uh, the serial numbers are all recorded as well, and that has to be the same cash that goes to yeah. court. You can't just use an equal value of money. Right, because then the case gets screwed up. But right. let me, uh, but riddle me this, since you were uh, some sort of cop at one point, uh, don't you think the uh, the chief would know that? Would know what? That uh, all of those dollar bills have got to well, be first tracked. First of all, he's not the chief. He was a... Uh, what was he, Steve? A captain? Captain. 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 All right, yeah. captain. You would think as a captain. But he's also probably the he's probably also in charge of the evidence room, or was in charge of the evidence room. Which would make me think that he would have known mm -hmm. that those dollar bills have been tracked yeah. and uh, and logged. Well, he might have. He might have. He might have. Uh, I don't know. He, I, I don't know. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito is scheduled to be in Western Mass today, attending two public events in Hampshire County. 
uh, Polito is first scheduled to visit Hadley at 10 a.m., where she will uh, attend the ribbon cutting for three new municipal buildings, a new public library, senior center, and a fire station. And then the excitement continues in Worthington. See, but that's kind of weird about that Hadley thing. That sounds like what I always say about Southwick. They're opening, they've just built, they've allocated money to replace three municipal buildings all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Se- what did you say? Senior center? Public library, Pub- senior center, and a fire station. Yeah. You know? And it's like it's like in Southwick. You go over to Southwick, senior center, fire department, police department, town offices, uh, library. They all look like they were buildings built within the last 25 years, mm. but they don't usually open three of them in a day. That That's a weird thing. Um, well, maybe they just uh, they wanted to... Do all three because of uh, time constraints. You know, otherwise, she'd have to come out here three yeah. separate times. Maybe they were all done at different years, and they're finally opening them today. <laughs> yeah, that's possible too. I mean, I mean you, know, I saw, you have soft openings and big openings. I've seen a couple of places around Springfield with their grand opening signs been on the building for three years. Yeah, but they're usually private businesses, not municipal buildings. This is uh, this is. I mean, obviously yes, the taxpayers my, of Hadley must be very comfortable my, with their government. But my point is, uh, there can only be one grand opening, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't last more than a day. Well, it's like being the new radio station for the next fifteen years, calling yourself the new so and so. It's the new Rock One Hundred Two. Yeah, right. Yeah, since nineteen eighty three. It's very much like the old one. But newer. Playing all stuff from 1968 and beyond. <laughs> Previously, it was 1962 and beyond. Yeah. Now yeah. we're all new. But a lot of those old people have died. A uh, smuggler in India was arrested on Monday after he got caught at the airport with two pounds of gold shoved up his no-go hole. Two Ooh. pounds? Yeah, here's the weird part. It was in paste form. Oh. And you apparently you can turn gold into a paste. He's not the first person to do it. Smugglers have tried sneaking gold paste through security before, but because it's a lot harder for metal detectors to spot. To turn it into a paste, they have to convert it into a gold powder. Then they take that powder and add a few ingredients and end up with a paste that's about 70% gold. So what does he do then? He just he stands on his head and then uh, somebody else comes along and, you know, like with a, like with a big container of Elmer's glue... And uh, squeezes out this paste into his uh, posterior. Yeah, you got to get those little clips that push it all the way up. How does it uh, not get stuck up there? You mean harden, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Because when things because when things harden like a, like an Elmer's glue, it sticks to whatever surface it's touching. Not to it's mention glue. it becomes a block. You know, I don't know how you get it back out again, unless it just stays a paste. It stays a paste. It's like yeah. uh, it's like in tube form. Right. It's not like he was just holding just the paste up there. Oh, he was, he did have it in something. It was in containers. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought that, it just squeezed yeah. out into him. That's uh, different. Steve. There's yeah. a there's a photo of them um, after they were extracted, and they kind of look like kiwis. Really? Yeah. Huh. See, I thought it was just one of the. I thought it was just the paste inside of him, and then like you, you had to grab him, uh, you know, in the front, and squeeze to get the paste to come out. I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to eat kiwi ever again. An X-ray showed all four of them lodged in his backside, so they arrested him. All combined, it was just over fifty-five thousand dollars worth of gold. That's hey, all. You can kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and the fleshy fun bridge too. Okay. <laughs> 
The Golden Gate yeah, Shower is here. Go again. Once again, we find out why you did the story. You never went to the Golden Gate Shower? I thought you went there a few years ago when you went to San Francisco. No. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 67. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Hi. September means fall in New England. Football, pumpkin spice flavored foods, and golf. We have one heck of a great fall golf. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 654. And Elton John of Rock 102. Um, some sun and some clouds today, but a little bit cool. A high of only 61. It is uh, 50 in downtown Springfield. Uh, this Sunday, I'm going to be at the uh, the pregame party at the deck in downtown Northampton as uh, New England takes on Tampa. You can enter to win uh, great Rock 102 prizes, including a chance to win a pair of tickets to see New England take on Tennessee on November 28th in Foxborough, plus lots of uh, tailgate food specials, live music from 5 to 8, and a 9-foot uh, by 5-foot giant screen to watch the game on. Reservations are strongly recommended. It's this Sunday from 6 to 8 at the deck in downtown Northampton with me and the road crew from Rock 102. You know, if I ever go down to my place uh, in Florida and I, I walk out the door, let's say, or I open up the garage and there's a gator there, um, and it could be. You know, there could be anywhere. Uh, they're not they're not exactly like squirrels up here, but the frequency of, of running into gators down there, depending on how close you live to water, could uh, could happen. 22 News is showing this video this morning of a guy uh, down there. Uh, the video starts at the point where this guy is already in the process of doing what he's going to do. So you don't you don't see him encounter the gator at the moment. The video's already in far enough where he's the gator's in his driveway up against up close to his garage door. Right. And he has one of those uh the big sized wheeled recycling bins. Not not the little ones like we get in uh, Chigabee that can hold one bag of groceries. Uh, it's the big one, the big re- recycling bin, and he lays it on its side. He pulls the, he pulls the top open. He lays it on his side at the nose of the gator, which is really just kind of standing there, and uh, the gator's not really moving forward. And then he starts to push the recycling bin towards the gator, which makes the gator. M- move forward and open his mouth. Right. And then the guy pushes the lid up over, and then it hits the gator on the head, which makes the gator scrumble forward, uh, scramble, scramble forward, not scrumble. And uh, and he ends up, you know, getting into the recycling bin, and the guy then picks it up onto its wheels, and he's got the gator captured in the uh, in the recycling bin. All right, but it's not even a recycling week. No, well, it's going to have to stay there for a week. And if it is a recycling week, are you going to leave that down at the front of the uh, in front of the property? No, he actually uh, he actually wheeled it to the back of his property mm. and then tipped it over so the gator could escape and live. See, I'm either grabbing a gun or I'm calling some kind of gator guy. Well, see, I I would call a gator guy and then stay in my house in fear. Well, but I mean, what if you got to go somewhere and the thing is between your door and your car? Then I call whoever's waiting for me and say, I'm not coming in because there's a gator outside my door. What if your wife's uh, pregnant and having a baby? Uh, if my wife's pregnant, then we got a lot of splaining to do. Okay. So well, yeah. uh, there's, uh, there's that. Gator, call a gator guy. Yeah, well, listen, I'd rather have a, a qualified professional 
figure this out than me waste my recycling bin trying to you know lure a gator inside of it. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. You know, the recycling bin was perfectly uh, reusable. As long as you get the gator out, which you have to do in order to recycle, it's the whole thing is a is very short sighted. Don't know where I came up with scrumble. Yeah, I was kind of wondering that myself. It's six fifty eight with Bax and O'Brien at Rock one hundred two. Save yourself thirty percent at. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a man of unshakable conviction, let me just state for the record that I am not the sort of fella that's willing to compromise my integrity simply to make my employer happy. I march to a different drummer. Nobody puts Baxi in the corner. I am an unflappable stalwart of indestructible personal values and beliefs. However, if my employer or any other regulatory body were to withhold my pay, I would be willing to compromise nearly everything I stand for because payday is my favorite day of the week every other week. Yesterday, the NBA decided to grow a spine and become the first professional sports league to state, quote, any player that elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not get paid for the games that he misses. Now, if it were me and I were holding out from getting a vaccination due to my hardened reluctance to comply with the government's dubious conspiracies, I would stick to my guns. But dink around with my paycheck and I will be getting a Moderna shot faster than you can spell CVS. Much of this comes from the city mandates imposed in New York and San Francisco, which would prevent unvaccinated players from participating in home games. That's a problem for the Brooklyn Nets, where Kyrie Irving is refusing to get vaccinated, and Andrew Wiggum of Golden State, who claims his vaccination states, uh, status is private information. And while I can respect their tenacity of not letting logic affect their values, I would toss my entire belief system out the window if the NBA told me that I wasn't going to get paid. Sure, that may seem like I'm easily manipulated, but that's mostly because I am. And while there's a world of difference between the $34 million that Kyrie Irving gets paid per year and what I'm making, I'm not in any position to let values getting in the way of putting food on my table because that would be stupid. And for Kyrie, not playing at home would result in a loss of $15.8 million. If that were me, I'd be at Walgreens already. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A lot of fancy gas grills out there, but the New York Times top two picks for gas grills are both Weber's. Built right, price right. Great gr- grills for the price, and they're available right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Evan and yes on Rock 102. So I talked about uh, talking about uh, something new uh, that COVID can create because I completely forgot that we were, in fact, going to be doing an interview. Right. Let me just say this. Uh, You know what the Jimmy leg is, right? Yeah, sure. Restless leg syndrome? Right. COVID may now cause, according to a report, restless anal syndrome. You get the Jimmy butt. The Jimmy butt. Uh-huh. Uh, and what happens with oh, the, the see, Jimmy butt? See, that's the problem. Butt. I don't have time to describe it anymore because we got that interview. Today. Well, that's, uh, you know, I, but you hang, you're hang you hanging that Jimmy yeah. butt out there. Leaving you right on the edge of your seat uh, with you, that uh, anal syndrome. But, you know, maybe it's uh, probably for the best that we uh, class it up by uh, yeah. talking to, uh, to James Murray. James Murray is a... Uh, a best-selling author. He's written uh, sci-fi, horror, mystery books. Uh, he's now uh, about to release 
or has released is uh, his brand new book called The Stowaway. You may remember him uh, better as Murr from TV's pra- Impractical Jokers. We've talked to him in the past. The name of the new book is The Stowaway, and he's on the phones right now. It's Murr. How you doing, Murr? Hey, good morning. Baxton O'Brien, how are you? Hi, guys. How are you today? Well, I'm going to jump right into this, Murr, because I just saw something that said, uh, let's not have so much small talk here, because <laughs> this is blowing my mind. I'm on your website. I'm in this section yeah. called uh, I'm in this section called trivia, and one of the things I'm he- reading here is you once agreed to eat dog feces in a pet store for two hundred and ninety dollars. That would be insane. I did it for three hundred and twenty dollars. Oh, then well, that makes a lot more sense. Well, I yeah, hope let, it was a much larger portion. <laughs> yes, let, and but keep in mind, fellas, that that was tax free. I did not claim that when I did my taxes. So it's really worth like six hundred dollars because oh. you know it's worth double. What was yeah. the uh, what was the size of the serving? It was a small little. It was on a dare. It was season one. We were filming in a pet store, and uh, the guys, uh, you know, scrounged together about three hundred bucks and change, and dared me to do it. And I did it. I had no ill effects. Sal got sick and threw up, and we had to stop filming for an hour because of what I did. Mer, yeah. I had no problems. Mer, let me ask you a question. I did it, he threw up. Let me ask you a question, Mer. You've known these guys since high school. The moment yeah. someone says, hey, we, we want to hey, feed you a, a, a turd from a dog, isn't that the point where you say, I need to find new friends? <laughs> Every single day I say that. <laughs> Let me, uh, you know, my, my my driver's license currently has no eyebrows on it because they shaved it off before I went to the DMV. <laughs> so it's just, you know, and my passport has Q's disgusting hair on it. They did, made me wear his hair as a wig. Did, so did, you know, did this dog feces <laughs> was this dog feces provided to you, or did you eat it right out of the tap? <laughs> Let's not get crude, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Yeah, this is an up, uh, upscale kind of uh, uh, you know radio broadcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's been a long time since you've been on this show, Mer. So yeah, we've gone downhill. Yeah, it's very we're, seriously. We've really lost that. our grasp. You got a a brand new book. This is, is this your fifth book? This is my fifth book. It's called uh, The Stowaway. It just came out a few days ago. It is awesome, man. It's uh, if you guys like books like Silence of the Lambs, this is the one for you. It's a uh, a murder mystery. You, you you won't guess the killer until the very end. Uh, and the idea of it is this, is the woman named Maria Fontana, she is the juror on the tr- serial killer trial of the century, but she can't bring herself to find the guy guilty. Two years later, she's on a transatlantic cruise with her fiancé and her two twin kids, and halfway across the Atlantic, three days in any direction from land or help, kids start disappearing on the boat in the same way they did it on the trial two years earlier. So she's like, shoot, did I just acquit a killer? Is he on the boat? Is it a copycat or something far more dangerous going on? Kids? And she's the only one that could possibly stop him. Kids are disappearing on the boat? Yeah, it's, that, it's, 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 a, it's a page-turning uh, kind of thriller. That sounds like a dream cruise. <laughs> <laughs> it's based after the Impractical Joker's cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but this is your, your, uh, your, your fifth book. I know you did like a, like a trilogy uh, not that long ago. Uh, yep. How how was this all done during uh, like the quarantines or was have you been working on this one for a while? The uh, the past two books were written during quarantine. Yeah, so we had a lot of time to write, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, it's very cool. And then today at five o'clock, I announced the cover of 
my sixth book, which comes out next March. Get the I'm hell out of here. From live. Yeah. Man, yeah. Sounds like, uh, it sounds like you're just taking people for a ride on all this book stuff. <laughs> I, I, I love it, man. I, I love, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, horror and comedy are flip sides of the same coin. And one could argue that what they do to me on Jokers is horror. So, you know, I, I feel like I live it every day, you know. But it's, a, it's nice to know that whatever you've done on Impractical Jokers hasn't affected your credibility as an author at, the, at all. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you mean the, the dog poop incident has yeah. to come back to haunt my literary career? Well, right. I, I, would, I would think exactly. there'd be some post-traumatic stress involved in that, but maybe not, uh, maybe not in a literary sense. I would think that would be like written right across the, the cover of the book. He ate dog crap. The New York <laughs> Times. <laughs> we, uh, so Joe Gatto, you know, of course, from the show, his wife, Bessie, sent me a text yesterday saying that she likes Stowaway better than the last one, Don't Move, which she liked as well. Don't Move is about a, a basic giant spider. And her exact quote was, I liked it better than the spider one. So I put, a, I put out on social media yesterday the cover of the book with that quote from her on the, on the cover. <laughs> you know? I liked it better than the spider one. That says it all. <laughs> I, think, it. I think when it comes to like, you know, getting those endorsement quotes, I think you want the most lukewarm, pallid you know, comments yeah. you can possibly yeah. get. That really that pushes yeah. units. Lukewarm, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, could take it or leave it kind of quote. That, that's what I'm looking for. I found it to be sufficient. Like, that would be a good one. <laughs> exactly. It holds it papers beautiful. down on my coffee table. <laughs> the one thing I can say about this book is I read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> of it. Real vague. Most of it. So, uh, what's the what's the status of Impractical Jokers right now? I know you guys were you you were touring. I don't know. Is, is the TV show still in in production, or will it be? And and will you yeah, guys get you back know, on the road? We, uh, we got season ten coming up next year at some point, uh, and we are. We're working on building the new uh, the new arena tour now, and uh, more updates on those uh, as they come. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, get back to work. An arena uh, tour? I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, we have uh, all arena dates, uh, you know, on the calendar, and we uh, we're excited to get. And man, it's been like two years because yeah. of everything going on. You know, yep. it's been two years since we've been on tour, and that's my favorite part of the job, honestly. You know, mm. I yeah. would have thought it was writing six books. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be the easiest part. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Mur from Impractical Jokers. The name of the uh, the new book is The Stowaway. It's uh, co-authored by uh, by Darren uh, Wearmouth and uh, and James S. Murray. Uh, Mur, it's good to talk to you. Best of luck with the book, and uh, best of luck with you the show too. too. Uh, any, thanks, guys. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or if you want an autographed copy, go to meetmur.com. M e e t meetmur.com. Very good. Also. Good luck with your diet. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Murr with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's 7.22 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. So let's say you set your alarm for uh, 7 a.m., right? Yes. And uh, it went off this morning, and you were like, wait a second. They're, they're interviewing this guy uh, from uh, Impractical Jokers, but... Did I just hear O'Brien say something called restless anus syndrome? Yes, yes you did. You did. Nah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a nightmare. It was, oh, it, in fact, a side effect of COVID nineteen. It would be a nightmare if you had it. Uh, scientists say they have a case in which a patient seems to have developed restless anal syndrome after having COVID. 
Initial findings indicate the syndrome may be related to the coronavirus. Uh, the patient, 77 years old, experienced insomnia. That's eh, not too bad. And anxiety. Eh, I can live with that. While infected with the virus and then several weeks after discharge, meaning from the hospital, he began to experience restless, deep anal discomfort. Deep. Deep. Okay, yeah. so. He experienced an urge to move, which worsened with rest and improved with exercise and worsened in the evening in the anal region. So this is a, uh, it's just a, it's just pain. Well, no, apparently Because when you mean, see, when you mean move and you're talking about that kind of real estate. No, you, no you it's have to, to move, to get up and move. All right. I That's just, why I got better with exercise. No, I understand. I'm just, I'm just making sure we're not talking, we're talking about certain movements right, yeah, associated yeah. with that part of the body. But it's not just pain. A colonoscopy revealed, God, internal hemorrhoids well everybody's got those i mean a lot of people internal hemorrhoids yeah i don't think i've ever even heard of those. yeah no they they, a lot of people have those and it's a it's it's not uncommon but you know they could be they could be very very painful or you know not painful at all it is in fact a variant of the restless leg syndrome you know the jimmy leg you should get the Jimmy leg. The Jimmy leg. Yeah. I just I don't need the uh, the Jimmy butt. The that's, Jimmy, that's yeah. what I don't need. Jimmy butt or the Jimmy hole. Right. Yeah. Yes, Steve? I believe that's a case of cornhole on the cob. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's right. Yes. Very good, knee, yes. Knee high by the 4th of July, by the uh, way. Right. Yes. Well, if you're lucky. <laughs> well, if it's knee high by the 4th of July, you got another issue to deal with. And a few months to wait before it, it gets really bad. Because, yeah, it could get really terrible. So, uh, is there any uh, treatment for this? Um, b- 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 I a, haven't got gotten... A balm, a salve, an ointment? Uh, let's see. Um, not not sure. Have, haven't really uh, gotten that far into it. What about that gold paste? Yeah, yeah probably uh, probably not what you would use. Um, no. Long-term monitoring is what's called for to gain a fuller understanding of the mechanisms behind it. Is this a... Uh, a permanent condition or like yeah. a like a temporary Nobody side. Nobody knows because the person's still alive. No, I get that. I'm just wondering if you know if this would be something I'd have to deal with for the rest of my life, or well, is the doctor going to say it should last about a week or so and you'll be fine? The guy's 77, so it could very well last him the rest of his life. He is, after all, uh, hospitalized. No, he's actually out. Of, remember, he is out of the hospital several weeks after discharge. Did he go out the back door? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by discharge? I, you know what? I, it's too late for this. Is it really? Yeah. I, I would say yeah. it's maybe even too early I for it. I don't know. It's uh, 726. News is next to Rock 102. Rock 102's Auto Parts. 7.30 with Max and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month receives 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Police are investigating an incident on Route 20 Monday night in West Springfield where a moving vehicle was struck multiple times by gunfire from another vehicle. No one was injured in the incident, which happened shortly after 11 p.m. on Route 20 near Rogers Avenue. The driver of an Audi sedan uh, reported uh, traveling east on Route 20 when another vehicle, described as a Mercedes, pulled alongside as if to pass. Instead, instead, occupants of the Mercedes fired several rounds at the Audi, 
which then struck in the rear and rear quarter. Struck uh, an Audi and a and a Mercedes. Mercedes. I mean, these are some uh, high end cars out there on West Side. Uh huh. F- firing at each other, or at least one firing at another. Um, you know, I got to tell you, even if I had a an Audi, um, or an any, or an any, uh, no matter what kind of car I had, if it had uh, bullet holes on it, I think I would keep them there. Just to, to seem like you're tougher? Yeah, you just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a conversation piece. Why don't you get those fake sticker ones? No, that see, that's just it, because Cause... anybody could do that, and then someone might come along and peel it off. Yeah, yeah, but they look real. I know they look real, but uh, so does um, so do Halloween costumes. But it doesn't mean I want to uh, live like that. See, I, I guess if I were uh, the owner of a, of a high-end luxury vehicle, I would probably do whatever I could to not get involved in gunplay. Well, it just, it just, it's. You know, I want to protect the car. I want to maintain its value in case I want to trade it in for, down me? the road. The resale value of a car when it's got bullet holes in it goes up. No, I don't believe it does. <laughs> actually, sure it does. no. Actually, I, I think again, it's not just no. Oh, it's Ooh. just another Audi. No, it's it's a unique Audi. Exactly. With bullet holes. No, I, I understand its uniqueness may be uh, good for some buyers, but if you were to trade it into a dealership, I'm pretty well, sure they would say, yeah, that's going to knock a few bucks off the price. Then you don't trade it into a dealership. You sell it outright. That that would be uh, a pretty sweet little feature. Hey, does that have, uh, does that have uh, air conditioning? No. No, just these, hole, just these holes in yeah. the side of it. What about power steering? No, nah, I didn't get that package either. Uh, the alarm system? No, nope. but it's got these bullet holes in the side. Oh, awesome. And then they offer you like $100 more than your asking price. If I were going to buy a Mercedes or an Audi, I would want a bullet hole free model. Yeah, that's you. I, listen, I don't mean to be sounding like a snob here. I just, you know, I kind of are. I don't know if I am. I, I think I'd look to protect the vehicle. Yeah, please protect the vehicle as best I can. I, 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 I don't. As long as it didn't smash out any windows, yeah, I'm I'm keeping it that way. Uh, police said the damage to the Audi is consistent with the driver's story. Police are asking that people with any information about the shooting contact the West Springfield Detective Bureau. Got a case number? Uh, actually, no, I don't. Uh-huh. Which is weird. Yeah. I have a phone number. <laughs> no, but, that's uh, all right. Or text the tip or whatever. No, but, nobody uh, cares about no, that. Yeah, I uh, I'm a little surprised there is no case number associated with that. Mm. Well, how I, if I call with information, how I, uh, am I going to know which which uh, which case? I think I if you say, yeah. "Hey, listen, I got information on that shooting between the Mercedes and the Audi." Oh, which one? Right, right. Nobody's going to go. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. Let me get all those files. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Bob. Uh, which uh, which Audi incident had the bullet holes in the rear panel? Oh, that was the, the one front... on Rogers Road. Ah, okay. I get wait, that wait, wait, wait. mixed up. Is that the 2020 model or the 2016? 2016. Yeah, I'm going to have to look around at a lot for that one. On Saturday night. Hey, I... where'd all this money come from? <laughs> oh, that's right. It was returned last week. <laughs> Small D. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Saturday night, a woman from Ludlow was arrested for operating a car under the influence of alcohol. According to, the, uh, to a statement by the Ludlow police, the woman, identified as 54-year-old Michelle Siddle, was pulled over for failing to stop at the intersection of Fuller and Chapin Streets in Ludlow. That's not where the woman was dancing in the uh, PPE. Uh, no, completely okay. different place. Right. She was on Holyoke uh, Street. Oh, that's right, Holyoke yeah. Street. 
Uh, police report that uh, Siddle admitted to drinking alcohol earlier in the night, and she appeared to be impaired. Now, normally these aren't really, like, you know, stories to talk about right, because it's right. people drinking and driving, and mm-hmm. that happens every day. Pretty much. Siddell uh, allegedly became increasingly uncooperative and refused to exit her vehicle when instructed by police. Officers, now we're getting a little bit more unique. Officers then repeatedly <laughs> attempted to escort her out of the vehicle. However, she resisted. As this was going on, uh, Siddell's partner, 55-year-old Paul Danielle, also from Ludlow, approached the incident. Danielle reportedly uh, ignored multiple orders to stay away from the scene, yelled expletives at the officers, and began to advance at one of the officers. Uh, he, he's her partner? Yeah, he lived down the street. Oh, okay. She must have been leaving right. his home. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he... Uh, or on her way over. Either way. Uh, yeah. he, he knows that she's being uh, pulled over. Yeah. So he said, oh, I'm going to take care of this. Yeah. I'll get her, uh, I'll get her off. Police state uh, Danielle was... Or Danielle arrested... No, take it out, Steve. Danielle resisted officers' attempts to detain him uh, due to concern for their safety. Officers then gave uh, an arc warning. What is that? Arc warning? Oh, with the... Oh, yeah, with the taser. With the taser, at which point Danielle complied. Mm -hmm. Really? Sometimes... That's all you got to do. That's the first thing you're trained to do is just do that. And if that doesn't work, then you escalate. It would be a game changer for me if I were on the receiving end. Both uh, Danielle and uh, Siddle were arrested and subsequently booked at the Ludlow Police Department. Well, who's Neither gonna pay of them getting to hang out at the other one's home until the next day. Well, who's going to pay our bail now, man? Because we're both here. We're the only people we know. What the hell are we going to do? <laughs> Employees who recently raised concerns about mold inside Holistic Industries Cannabis Cultivation uh, Facility in Munson are sounding the alarm about an explosion averted last week. Oh, boy. Employees said they were evacuated from the building at 96 Palmer Road on September 24th following a massive pressure buildup in an extraction machine in the lab that could have caused a devastating and deadly explosion. That's not going to be good for business. That's, That's not going to be good for anybody. On Wednesday, Holistic said, we run a hydrocarbon extractor which has a gas compressor on it. The system had a pressure relief valve, and last Friday that pressure relief valve came stuck. Out of abundance of caution, we evacuated all the employees from the lab we then manually depressurized in a controlled environment specifically a class one division explosion proof spark free room that that sounds very official (laughs) it does sound like some guy who knows what he's talking about exactly uh anyway the munson board of health is scheduled to meet at 5 30 p.m tonight on the mold issue in a recent inspection of the facility holistic says it has been working to remediate mold in the building since june employees recently complained about the mold to town officials yeah you know i mean i'm not a big uh, pot user by any means but it would seem to me that uh, mold and explosions would actually be a detriment to, to selling good weed you know i gotta i gotta tell you that i'm i, I don't want to name names because i might say something that the place uh, might not want to be associated with. But I went on a tour yesterday of a, of a combination uh, cultivation uh, retail dispensary place that's not open yet. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's mind-blowing to see how much money, first of all, is spent to build something like this. As opposed to just a regular retail dispensary where you just go in and you buy stuff. Because this stuff is growing, cultivating, distributing, and and the operation, the whole operation is just... You say to yourself, you must know this. You You must have a formula that tells you how far do you have to go, how long do you have to be in business before you start making money? 
before you're done, you know, paying off all the debt on all of this that's here. And then the amount of security that 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 the uh, Cannabis Control Commission requires to do this, like like he said, there's a certain number of times a month that they can come in unannounced, and then there's a certain amount of times a month that they will come in announced, the Cannabis Control Commission mm-hmm. inspectors, in other words. And they might go into, like, a room and push themselves up against the wall, and the other inspector is up where all the security camera monitors are. And, like, let's say you push yourself into a corner where you can't be seen on camera. That's a violation. That's a change. Something has to be done. You need to put a new camera in at about $1,000 a pop. Mm -hmm. It's just it's amazing the amount of work that goes into these places. And then you get uh, an instance of mold, you know, which which could very well destroy the reputation of the dispensary. Well, especially, uh, you know, we've been learning so much about mold lately here, mm. uh, that mold grows everywhere. Mold is present everywhere. Yeah. Mold is present in your home. It's right. the dangerous types of mold. So if they come back with a report that says, hey, we didn't... Uh, we just had the regular run-of-the-mill marijuana mold growing over here. We, well, <laughs> yeah. everyday weed mold. But the damage has already been done the because other... now that you've you've had employees, and because they had to release a statement yesterday saying, uh, first of all, no employees have reported illness due to mold or related issues, and they uh, they were assuring everybody that mold does not pose the mold that's growing in there doesn't pose a human health hazard. Well. It, no, go ahead. No, and there's uh, claims by employees which were proven untrue about mold and mildew-laced marijuana being returned to re- by retailers as defective. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the the bottom line here is, is that, that that marijuana, like like any other uh, you know agricultural product, is kind of at the mercy of a lot of different factors. And there's like, for example, there's you you may be like a tomato farmer, and there there are certain Forms of rot or or pests that could destroy your crop, you know, too much rain, you know, too much, you know, hot weather, too much cold weather. There's so many different things that affect the 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 quality of whatever you're trying to produce. Am I producing Hampton tomatoes or regular tomatoes? Uh, regular tomatoes. I mean, uh, you know, the, the kind you would buy like in a in a store. Uh, Hampton tomatoes are really indigenous to like uh, you know, certain areas of the yeah. of the country. Nevertheless, it's like you know, there's there the science of agriculture is so specific and complicated. Well, that you know, what you're talking about the uh, the the uh, the site you viewed yesterday. Mm. I'm sure all that stuff is true, and then, and it, it, it's a very expensive proposition to get into into uh, into that business and then to do it right. But at the end of the day, the thing that's the most important is making sure that the agricultural part of your business is 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 working yeah. because without it, there's no business. Yeah, and there, but there's also, and I'm not again, I'm not speaking out of turn here. Uh, there there is also the possibility that the mold may not have happened naturally just saying is all well, what do you mean that that uh, that that it's possible that someone can create mold intentionally how do you do that i, I don't know i'm not i'm no scientist well i mean uh, the company's like no we didn't have any mold on our products and I'm like, what are you talking about you labeled the strain the roderick ireland smash <laughs> <laughs> That's some good weed, man. Well, it was because there was a lot of people from the courthouse buying our weed, so we yeah. made the strain. Are you sure about that? 
Yep. What's that hacking cough that you have after smoking that? Nothing. Hey, that's good Roderick. Yeah. <laughs> the driver of a tractor trailer that slammed into the back of a Massachusetts State Police cruiser Tuesday night fell asleep before the crash. Oh, boy. Just before midnight, the tractor trailer veered into the breakdown lane of I-95 in Weston and hit an unmarked cruiser that had its emergency lights on. A 33-year-old state trooper sitting in the vehicle was seriously injured. The tractor trailer's driver, a 27-year-old Montreal man, fell asleep behind the wheel and woke up as the vehicle careened off course. He tried to apply the brakes. Uh, but was unable to stop before hitting the cruiser. The driver will face charges, including negligent driving. The charges were filed in Waltham District Court. Yeah, I mean, you think about, once again, the, you know, the odds. The odds. This guy obviously driving for hours and still probably had many hours ahead of him if he was going to Canada. Um, but for miles and miles and miles, he's driving. And, and probably for a good amount of time, he's also fighting the uh, the the exhaustion that he's facing, but then, you know, for all those miles of probably unencumbered uh, breakdown lane, he all of a sudden falls asleep right at the moment that there's a state police cruiser. Did you say this was like a traffic stop or a construction zone? I or did you say? I, it was a construction zone, I yeah, believe okay. we said yesterday. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's just, I mean, what are the odds? I don't. I think he probably fell asleep way before that. I don't know about way before that. Well, I mean, you no. could probably drive straight for a few minutes at a, least. A few minutes at yeah. sixty miles an hour. Yeah. I don't know about that. Wow. A tractor trailer truck. Well, ah. I mean, I suppose. I mean, it's it's possible. It's not likely, but. No. I mean, you at least think that uh, you know as you are. <laughs> As you're, you know, hitting the rumble strips on the side of the road, that that might uh, wake you up. And that or... probably did, because like Steve said, he woke up just before he hit the cruiser, and that's probably what woke him. And it's not like, you know, like they used to have those drunk drivers who seemingly got pulled in to police cars as though the lights were like a, a moth effect. You know, this guy already had his eyes closed probably by the time he, by the time the the cruiser's lights became visible. I guess. Arby's just added a new menu item called the Real Country Style Rib Sandwich. It's basically their version of the McRib, and they're promoting it by selling hoodies and sweatpants that smell like smoked meat. Ooh, where can I get some? I need to get myself uh, some of those. Uh, you can go to arbysmokedsweats.com. Each article of clothing is hand-smoked by real pitmasters at Sadler's Smokehouse in Texas, then they're immediately vacuum sealed to lock in the smokiness. Mmm, that smells good. Couldn't you just sit by a campfire and get the same effect you know, from this? Anytime I do that, anytime yeah. I sit by a fire, mm -hmm. and uh, then then you notice later that your your clothes do smell like that. Mm -hmm. That's why I wash them. Right. It's like it's like when Kramer tried to come out with the cologne that smelled like the beach, and the guy said, "That's why people take showers when they come home." <laughs> <laughs> they don't like that smell. It's objectionable. It probably means these won't be uh, smelling like smoke forever. I mean, once you wash them, they're just going to be sweatpants, aren't they? I would well, think so. Well, except, but you're sealing that that scent into an enclosed space where there's nowhere to go. That stuff, uh, I believe, would permeate any fabric. Yeah. And probably I'd, be there for a while. Probably for a that. while. They won't go on sale until Monday at noon Eastern, and they will sell out fast. So be ready to buy at Arby's Smoked Meats or SmokedSweats.com. 
They might sell out fast, but I don't know if a lot of people are going to be wearing them. Up, they baby? might want to just have it as a collector's item. You got some smoked roast beef going on down there? Nah, it's Arby's. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't touch that. Why don't you let me get a little horsey sauce on there, huh? It smells like you got the meats. Pull back the roast beef curtains and let's see what you got. Uh, okay. right. The uh, hoodie is $65 and the sweatpants are 50 Please. So 115 bucks for the entire set. Yeah, Again, that's a, little, that's, a little, that's a little pricey. You should at least get a, a free roast beef sandwich with it. <laughs> free roast beef? Yeah. They uh, are expensive, that stuff is. Apparently more expensive than sweatpants. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 66. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted now at every Big Y Express. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for the best car buying experience and the most for your trade-in value, look no... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 753 in Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine, well, sun and clouds today, but a little cool. A high only, only 61, and it's still 50 at downtown Springfield. You ever miss the Bax and O'Brien show? Doesn't uh, take a whole lot to download the Bax and O'Brien daily podcast on BaxandO'Brien.com. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Bax and O'Brien's po- daily podcast. Also, Baxi's uh, musical podcast this week. Another look at Baxi's enormous record collection. It's uh, the 1969 debut album from the MC5, Kick Out the Jams. And on Monday, I'll be talking to a, uh, a actual Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. But that's Monday right here on the uh, on BaxandO'Brien.com. You know, whenever an old person dies, uh, and it depends what they die from, people are always like, oh, that's a shame. You know, oh, that's too bad. Like, like uh, even if it was COVID. You know, people in their 80s, people in their 90s, it's like, okay, well, you know what? They, they probably weren't going to live that long anyhow. If you believe in fate, uh, this was the way they were supposed to go. But um, I saw this story this morning. A man in his 80s, nah, uh, in his 80s, yeah, wakes up in mid-August in his own bed, in his own house, with a bat on his neck. Right? Like a baseball bat no, on his neck? A bat, a flying bat. Gotcha. He 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 wakes up and, and and he really doesn't do anything about it. And then about a month later he starts experiencing symptoms of rabies. Pain in his neck, headache, uh frothing at the mouth. Remember like uh, when Elaine thought she had rabies. Sure. Um uh, so apparently some experts go in and they find a bat colony. In the man's home, he died of rabies. No kidding. First person in 70 years, and he's in his 80s, so he was probably 10 years old the last time it happened. Um, there hasn't he been a, didn't go to the doctor. Wait a minute. There, there hasn't been a single rabies death in 70 years? Uh, first human case of the disease in nearly seven, the, uh, the states in, in Illinois. Oh, okay. It's the state's case. Gotcha. Okay. I was going to say. Yeah. But, uh, but he, still, why, why didn't he go to the doctor? He, he probably, uh, you know, he might have been afraid of getting COVID. He might have been one of those kinds of people who doesn't go to the doctor. No, I, I know, he's but, 80. but the first sign of rabies, I'm I'm going to go and go see a doctor. I'm going to go shot see of something. somebody the moment I wake up and find a bat on my neck. 
I I went to a walk-in uh, first sign of a bullseye tick bite. Yeah, I, I don't I don't screw around with that stuff. Actually, let's see. Uh, recently, a 55 year old man in Utah, a 69 year old woman in Delaware, both died in 2018 of rabies, and a six year old in Florida uh, from a bat bite in 2017. Yeah, I'm a- and bats are the most common things that people get rabies from. Where they're filthy. Yeah, yeah, they're well, filthy little animals. Their teeth are small, and the bite marks are sometimes difficult to see. Right. So, uh, right. You might not even realize you were bitten. Yeah. But if you do wake up and find the bat on your neck, I would then worry a little bit. Oh, I'd be in I, I'd be in the walk-in within an hour. And I'd be calling a bat guy or Batman yep. uh, later that day. To get rid of the bats. Get rid of the colony I have in my house. That can be pretty expensive, by the way. I'm sure it could. Yeah, if you, I mean, one bat, two bat, no big deal. But if you got like a whole swarm of these things, mm-hmm. you know, because you know they they live in their own dung. I mean, they're they're disgusting little little creatures, and they'll you know they'll uh, they'll suck your blood and turn into vampires. Apparently, well, that's what that's that's how I've read it. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us in just a few minutes. The uh, the Patriots are taking on uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday in Foxborough. We're talking about, uh, to Scott about that and some other stuff, too. 758 on Rock 102. Save your... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, whenever somebody releases a sensationalized NFL-related tell-all book of alleged nonfiction, which exposes the ins and outs of professional football players, coaches, owners, and their various foibles, quirks, and character flaws, they are basing part of that narrative under the assumption that football fans are going to read something. As a football fan myself, I don't want to read a book unless it's entirely necessary to do so, and most of the time, it is not necessary, especially when the main thrust of the book can be shared in a blurb on the internet, where most of my best reading begins and ends. Nevertheless, in an upcoming book entitled It's Better to Be Feared by ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham, he dives into the complicated relationship between Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Robert Kraft. The book is based upon approximately 100 interviews with insiders, backstabbers, axe grinders, and disgruntled ex-employees who have shared their insights on what's up with these guys. In one passage, Robert Kraft is alleged to have called Bill Belichick the biggest effing a-hole in my life. Now, I must tell you whether this actually happened is anyone's guess, but I'm pretty sure that this would be the same effing a-hole that pushed out nine conference titles and six Super Bowl championships in the 20 years since Robert Kraft said, this is my guy, and hired him. Is Bill Belichick an insufferable jerk? Possibly. Has he ever done anything to prove that he's not? Not particularly. Should Patriots fans really care? After 17 divisional titles and all those championships? I wouldn't think so. Now, you could make the case that such statements from Mr. Kraft suggest that there are fissures in their relationship and that Mr. Kraft resents the difficult relationship that Bill Belichick had with Tom Brady. I would suggest that not only do most Patriots fans not care, I would also suggest that most Patriots fans aren't going to spend the $25.94 asking price to pre-order the book on Amazon, regardless of what it's about or how many pictures there might be inside. Yes, there's a chance that Bill Belichick is kind of a jerk, but he's a jerk that brought you twice as many Super Bowl championships as any other head coach in history. Suddenly, he doesn't seem like such an a-hole, does he? No, he does not.
But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Keith of the East Lawn and the Rockies is the man of steel. I'm talking steel chainsaws, the orange and white chainsaws that the pros use. Keith has years of steel training for steel chainsaws and all other outdoor power equipment. Talk to Keith at the East Long Meadow Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. It's 8-10 with Baxson O'Brien at Rock 102. Oh, I pray Mr. Zolak didn't sit on hold through that entire Fleetwood Mac song. No, no, no. He only had to suffer through a minute of it. Oh, thank God. He's one of the lucky ones. On the phone is right now, uh, brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. It's Scott Zolak. How you doing, Scott? Do you have to play that song? Yeah. Yeah, no. We have to play it four times a day. (laughs) That stage should be so much cooler if you whacked Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, there was a time and a place when we didn't have to, and now now look at us. Yeah. How you been? Been Been well. How you guys doing? Good. Good. You know, I know we just started this relationship uh, a few weeks ago, so you don't know that much about us. But if I had a nickel for every time someone called me the biggest F&A hole they ever <laughs> met in their life, I'd be richer than Mr. Kraft. <laughs> but you, you, you think that's like funny, like a funny joke. See, our, our, our assistant program director was his birthday yesterday. He's a real pain in the ass to us. <laughs> Yeah, so we tweeted out "Happy Birthday" to the biggest dot 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 <laughs> dot 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 a hole dot 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 in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, he's got one of those, right? There's we, a we, lot of people walking around with that title. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you, got one, you guys, I know you guys got one one person in that building could be male or female, and he's just like, oh, they're coming in the hallway. I'm going to go in the other one. Oh, you're talking yeah, to one me. of me. It's him. It's me, and I know that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, welcome to the Rock 102 family, Scott. <laughs> pull, pull up a chair. You may be here for a while. You don't have to worry now. The position's already filled. <laughs> oh, I thought you guys were saying that about David back in the day. No, 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 no. no, no. no. So, this, uh, there's this book that is going to come out in a couple of weeks, and it's uh, yeah. du- a little dubious that, uh, of course, the early stories are coming out days before Tom Brady returns to, to Foxborough. I know yesterday, you know, Bill Belichick denied that a, a lot of this stuff happened and that these uh, 100 interviews were maybe, you know, second, third, or, or fourth hand accounts of what they think may have happened. But the talk around uh, the the, uh, the Patriots this week about this book, what what are people saying about it? Well, it's like you guys seen The Sopranos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, someone like Christopher and Paulie are out in, the, out, in the, out in the snow and they get the call from Tony. And uh, he's like, yeah, the guy's a Green Beret. Watch out, blah, blah, blah. He's going to kill you. And then he gets the word, like, through the phone, with the phone breaking up, like, we got Czechoslovakians out here. And uh, <laughs> he kills himself with his bare hands. You get the wrong message. You know, it's, it's, it's whether how the message is relayed, really. Now, Wickersham does a good job. Uh, you know, he first had this first report, what, three, four years ago, about the breaking up of the divide, the palace Q, so to be. Um, and 20 years is a long time. 20 years is a long time. Um, and at that time, I remember Drew Brees getting 50, 50 million guaranteed for two years. And Tom was kind of going year to year at about 25 per year. And all, all he wanted really was, was Drew Brees' money, and they didn't give it to him. So if you're not going to commit to him that way, and then you stop and you look around and he didn't have the type of receivers he now has in Tampa, and you're still calorie-strapped, or excuse me, salary-strapped, salary um, you're thinking, well, what am I doing this for? What are my convictions? Who am I doing this for? And I just think at the end, when he 
when he negotiated to not be franchise tag, he knew he was leaving the next year. Yeah, I mean, I I can understand that, but I but I also understand that, like any long term relationships, there's peaks and valleys. You know, there it, it you're not in love the entire time. Sometimes you just get a little a, a little tired of each other, and you know, right. sometimes you know, anger and resentments build. And whether it's yeah. about money or just the fact that, you know, we're always doing this same job the same way with the same guys make uh-huh. you sometimes wonder, uh, you know, what else is there? Mm-hmm. Not that I would know anything about that yeah. working with the same uh, a-hole for the last 27 years, but I, I have a, a pretty good clue of what we're dealing with here. Yeah, and I, and I think there was such structure in football, right? When you're like the legendary quarterback, you stay with that same team all the time. That's what we've always done. But it only takes one guy, one guy to show you can do it a different way. And I think that's why you're getting Aaron Rodgers doing what he's doing, uh, Deshaun Watson trying to shoot his way out of Houston now that he's involved with some other stuff. But we started to see it from Russ Wilson a year ago that, hey, maybe there is life on the other side if you don't want to have me help being all in as far as team decisions, personnel decisions. Um, and I just think at the end for Tom, you know, his trainer wasn't allowed in the building. He had to go upstairs to get the treatment in his own box. Just give him a little leeway on something like that if you're not monetarily going to take cover, uh, take care of him. Make sure you take care of him other ways, and I think he would have still been here. Yeah, I, I also think, you know, with this whole, you know, the, the story about, you know, Mr. Kraft calling, uh, thinking Bill Belichick might be a jerk. Bill Belichick might be the worst person in the world, but he's also got 17 divisional titles and six Super Bowls. Suddenly, he didn't seem like such a bad guy. You're not a bad guy as long as you win. As long as you're 13 and three, 14 and two every year, <laughs> yeah, like we absolutely. were for 12 years. Absolutely. The problem is now you're one and two. You could potentially be one and three after this game, and if you're going to still act that way, that's when it becomes a problem. Now, I, I got to make an assumption here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but being in the same position at the same time with Tom Brady on the team, that you probably maybe developed a, a, a friendship that that was, you know, beyond what uh, anyone else on the team might have been. So in a night like Sunday night, even though obviously you're employed by the Patriots and yeah. as a broadcaster, I think you're supposed to remain impartial. Um, right. Is there a part of you, though, that, that that's rooting for Tom? Or could you even say I'm that always publicly? Rooting for Tom to do well? Like I, 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 I was ecstatic for him on that run that that he went on last year, and you know the playoff buildup, and just you know they were seven to top, seven to five at one point, and then he took over, um, made it his team, and went on to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, I was ecstatic for Tom. Um, I'll text him Friday, and then I'll see him before the game on Sunday. But once that game kicked off at eight twenty, I hope Matt Judon takes his head off. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. But you know, but I I would think that uh you know in in this situation where there's you know there's so I mean you're in prime time there's so much you know I don't know if you want to say it's at stake but I mean there's there's some sort of you know bragging rights if Tom Brady can come yeah, into Foxborough and and win against Bill Belichick. But you know they're not unfallible and the Patriots are a team that right. are struggling to find out, you know, what they want to be when they grow up. And I, and I, and it's to me, it's like they're six and a half uh, favorites to beat the Patriots. But the realistic part about it is it could still go either way. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've called over eight years of games for Tom and I can remember on one hand, there have been some Tom duds out there mixed in. Now there aren't a lot of them, 
but when things do go bad, they go pretty damn bad. You could tell when he's not getting blocked or people to speak, and the game sort of gets away from him, and it becomes one-dimensional, and that's kind of where you get taught. Uh, if you get middle pressure and get to his feet, hit him in this and that, but it's just going to be a tough night, I think, for a lot of people. I just think emotionally, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you get some crowd shots of grown men crying up, up in the stands. Yeah. Realistically, it's the last time you're going to see this guy live. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, last last year was a pandemic. You didn't go to games last year. You saw him in that awful playoff game two years ago, and you really haven't had that closure. I I, I call it something close to a wait. You know? Do you, do you think it's possible? You know you'll never see this guy in person again. No, probably not. Do you think it's possible he might accidentally walk into the wrong locker room? <laughs> that dude, hell no. <laughs> does he even know where the visitors' locker room is? Yeah, he does all. He used to do all of his media stuff nationally in you know, during throughout the course of the week in the visitors' locker room. Oh. They would set up sort of backdrops and lights in there for him. Oh, oh really? They wouldn't oh. like uh, like booby trap like the uh, the locker doors or anything like that, or the toilets just for Sunday. Just you know, just just to prepare. Well, I think I know where they're staying. I give you the number of the hotel, and that way you can call for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a hell of a game. I, I saw uh, online this morning four thousand dollars for tickets. Wow! 4, yeah, 000. for low, for a club and lower level, yes. And but some ticket prices are dropping. So, you know, I think you can get in around two fifty, three fifty. If you do want to go to the game, I'm granted they'll be upper deck, but you'll be in the building. Yeah. Uh, so secondary markets they have dropped a little bit. This is uh, Scott Zolak on the phone. So, you know, you look at a young quarterback like Mac Jones and and. And really, this last game uh, against the uh, the Saints was the first time that 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 uh, that he looked like a rookie. He actually was playing more like Jameis Winston did when he was in Tampa. But uh, when you got a kid that young, and he's you know he's trying to do the very best he can, and there's a lot of different factors into you know whether or not he winds up playing a, a good game or or does not play a good game, or at least up to those expectations. What do you tell a kid that young? So that he doesn't, you know, get distracted by the fact that he didn't play like he wanted to. You know, I, 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 I lo- people look at the numbers at the end of the day and say, okay, he played poorly. Then you go out and look at it. You look at the four drops that that, um, that John o. Smith had. Like, you had no help from your tight ends. Um, he kept some plays alive with his feet. The pick six really wasn't his fault. Um, if anything. There's more times where I think he could get rid of it a little bit quicker, and I think those those things will come when he sees things faster. Uh, but I think he's been pretty damn good through three games. He's not your problem right now. He really isn't. Your offensive line is your problem. Receiver separates is your problem. Defense, they can't stop the damn run. Uh, that's going to be a big problem if they get Fournette going on um, Sunday night. And then Richard Sherman signed yesterday, so he's playing for him. So there's a lot of, a lot of different things in play Sunday. He's already kind of said he they won't be suiting up for Sunday night. I think he's, I think they, the report yesterday when we left work was he is. Oh really? Hmm. Huh. Yeah, he's going to play, and Antonio Brown's back. So, but uh, but we're without uh, James James White. How 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 tough of a loss do you think that's going to wind up being? Killer kills your whole third down game on offense. James is a good screen back. He's a great blitz protector. You don't find guys like that off the street. It's not like hey, week three, let's go pick someone up. Now it's got to be a mixture of JJ Taylor and you know Brandon Bolden. Or get uh, Ramondre Stevenson up and running. Maybe he can help a little bit. But you're going to be rotating guys to figure out what the hell to do there. Do you have you talked to Tom? Uh, say this week, will you talk to him Sunday night? Do you have a some kind of a press availability or personal opportunity? 
No, there'll be no press. I know his routine. I will speak to him before the game. I'll text him. Thir- I'll text him Friday before before they head out. Um, just to wish him luck in case I don't run into him. But I plan on seeing him on Sunday. You do uh, before or after yeah. the game? I'll do it before. Yeah, you'll, you'll, after the game. After the game, he's got so many family and friends up here for this one. So it's like you get lost in a shuffle. Yeah, and after a late game, you're out the door, going home, right? I got TV responsibilities immediately. Oh, yep. Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, hey, l- listen, uh, have fun on Sunday. It's going to be a hell of a game. I'm going to be hammered. I'll see you guys. Have fun. <laughs> Sounds good. Scott Zolak, brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. It's 23 on Rock 102. If you want a green lawn next summer, you- 829 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I got some great news right now. You do? Trick-or-treating is allowed in Springfield this year. Yeah! I didn't know it wouldn't be. Well, it wasn't last year. Yeah. And it's uh, it's about time. Yeah, all the kids are wearing masks. They are wearing uh, masks, but uh, according to uh, the health director in Springfield, uh, and because of the vaccination rates uh, within the city, we're allowed to go trick-or-treating again. Well, thank God for that. Yeah. Our long national nightmare is over. Well, That's great news. I don't know about that. You know, I was, uh, we, you know, we were contemplating uh, what we were going to do for trick-or-treating this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, we, d- we did go out. Uh, there was only like five houses open. Well, Of course, yeah. there's only six houses in my town, but there's uh, five yeah. houses were <laughs> but open. You, but you hit them all. Uh, but no, I mean, most of it. The weird thing is, why do people put their lights on if you don't have anybody there to I didn't. I wouldn't. I know, but there are other people that do. Maybe they're not home, and they hope that you know if there's a light on, uh, people won't vandalize the. Pl- there's still people out there who like worry about getting vandalized. Vandalism. Well, that's, yeah. but that's isn't that half the fun of uh, the Halloween uh, mm, thing? Like not really. Cabbage night, and you know, you know you're. Toilet papering an entire property, uh, uh, that kind of thing. Cabbage Egging cars. Yeah, cabbage night. It's the best part. In New Jersey, they called it mischief night. Mischief night. What a stupid name that is. At least for us, it was cabbage. It was about cabbage. Did you throw cabbage? I never once had cabbage, no. I would throw full glumkies. (laughs) Well, that's less damaging than a full cabbage. (laughs) I threw a can of sauerkraut once at somebody's (laughs) house. Broke the window. Right. It was really uh, very expensive. It was very German of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's Kraut Night! Excuse me? <laughs> it's Kraut Night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never, uh, I never participated in that, uh, that those shenanigans. Yeah, why no, they, I didn't either. But why did they call it Cabbage Night? I mean, again, cabbage isn't really part of it. Uh, well, there maybe at some point there probably is some history to uh, that tradition if you will i believe uh, that was the night that uh, the uh, great uh, cabbage would appear uh in uh, in the nation's uh, cabbage fields and and the kids would oftentimes go out there and uh it, it was the worst Charlie Brown special ever. I thought it was the great Dolmite who used to bring all the hoes <laughs> yeah, to everybody who stayed uh, out overnight in the pumpkin that's patch. That's a different neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, uh, a- apparently in uh, uh, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. it's uh, it, in some places it's called Devil's Night, Goosey yeah. Night, 
moving night. Moving night. And, and like you said, Steve, mischief night. Yeah, devil's night sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The cabbage thing, some, again, somebody must have like thrown some rotten cabbage at somebody's house right. at some point, and yep. that's how they made it. Yep. Uh, but I never got into that. I do remember when I was uh, when I was like twelve or thirteen, the local grocery store would not sell eggs to, or shaving cream or toilet paper to anybody under the age of eighteen in the weeks leading up to Halloween. Oh, in the my. weeks leading, yeah, like two weeks before. Suppose I got to make a quiche. Suppose I'm having eggs. Suppose, suppose I've got to take a dump. Suppose, yes, yeah. Suppose I got like uh, like uh, <laughs> the Jimmy butt. You'd yeah, have, you'd have to have your parent or guardian go in and buy the things. That's for not you. right. A couple but, of weeks. But then Jeez. we al- we always knew somebody who was old enough, you know, to go buy the stuff for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was like finding somebody to buy you beer. Yeah, and then well, I remember one year they limited how many you could buy. Nah. Like you could only buy one can of shaving cream and one dozen eggs. Like it was kind of like the uh, one can of shaving cream. I have to shave four times a day. Well, we don't <laughs> shave four times a month. I'm speaking hypothetically. When you walk into a grocery store and you say, oh, "Could I have a case of Barbasol, please?" <laughs> like right. th- that might raise a little suspicion as to what you're doing. And also, one of those thirty-six packs of eggs. Yeah, no, that doesn't seem suspicious at all. Oh, the by three the way, dozen. And what do you have for silly string? Can I have like fifteen cases of that too? Yeah, there's a place in Southampton that sells double yolked eggs, like double yolk. Yeah, like two dozen at a time. Uh, they're, I don't know if they're guaranteed double yolks, but they say that uh, most of them are double yolked. How eggs. do you get double? How do you do that? I don't know how that works. And how do you know there's two in there? You don't until you crack it open. Well, then you shouldn't be promising that that, and and I bet they charge more. Oh yeah, actually, actually, I, they, no, I, I, they don't. They're actually cheaper than what you would pay for in the grocery. Because people don't want them. I don't know if they don't want them. I think it's just a different market that doesn't have the grocery store markup on the things. Double yolk eggs. I know that's a. It's always lived to see the day. It's I think it's Pooza's market in I, 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 don't I don't know, know. but it's just, it's one of those like. You know, you walk in. There's deli. There's a deli and all that stuff in there. And then they have these double they, these cases of double yolked eggs. I just thought that was like an aberration when you get a double yolk. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Were they twins? They were twins. I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, there was uh, my my sister's mother in law would you know was cooking breakfast for a bunch of people, right? And then she was asking uh, the question, uh, "Do you want one eggs or two eggs? Uh, I'll take two. Well, they're double yolked." Oh, well, well, in that case, I'll only one. 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 Then I'll, yeah. I'll have four. Why I'm trying you... to cut down on my cholesterol, why... but not my number of eggs. But why didn't you just say they were double yoked to begin with? No, she wasn't sure that you uh, would have mattered or, or have cared. She wanted some uh, magical response. Like, oh, magical lady, where did you get your double yoked eggs from? <laughs> well, I laid them myself. That's disgusting. <laughs> yes, it is. That was uh, that was on the kids in the hall. You remember the chicken lady? I never lady? saw the show. I, I, the chicken lady. lady. And she has a date over the house, and she's telling the guy they're eating the eggs, and he goes, "Wow, these eggs are delicious." She goes, "They're fresh, fresh from my body." <laughs> <laughs> I guess she had to be there. I, I guess know. so. Or at least in the hall. Uh, Springfield police are investigating a uh, Wednesday afternoon shooting on Spring Street that sent a man to the hospital with injuries. The injured man, who police did not identify, suffered injuries that were considered serious but not life-threatening. The shooting was detected by the shot spotter system around 1.40 p.m. In the area of 100 Spring Street, officers arrived and found the injured man who was taken to Bay State by ambulance. The area of the shooting on Spring Street is just one block south of police headquarters on Pearl Street. 
So it didn't take them long to get there. No, they probably just ran over. The uh, shooting uh, is being investigated by the detective bureau. There have been no arrests. A video circulating on social media caught the attention of Western Mass News. Yes. A fight captured on camera at the Big E. Did the, did the video capture their attention, or was it the fact that we were talking about it two days ago? Two days ah. ago. Yeah, two days ago. Now it's on Western Mass News? What? It actually happened three days ago. It was Monday night. The right, fight they, happened. The video they, started uh, circulated on Tuesday. And so Western they, Mass News is just doing it today? Yeah. Uh, this happened on Monday. The video, posted and shared on social media, captured a large group of people involved in a physical altercation at the Big E. Two people were laying on the ground. As a group surrounds them, some individuals kicked the people. Others pulled their sweaters. Eventually, we see fairgoers attempting to break up the fight. Western Mass News is getting answers on what unfolded during Springfield Day at the Big E. Sergeant Joe LaFrance from the West Springfield Police said that they are aware of the video circulating online and say in part, quote, at approximately 8.30 p.m., officers were dispatched to that location for a fight in progress as officers approached. What? When you say they, uh, others pulled their sweaters, you mean like, like grabbing a loose thread and then, you know, pulling it and then the whole sweater just unravels? That's exactly what we're talking about. Mm. No, I believe they're pulling the entire sweater up over the head of the person that's on well, the Well, but we don't know that for certain. It could have just been a loose thread. Well, I'll have to go back and watch the video again. Well, uh, the, the part of the video I saw, I saw no loose thread situations. But, no, I mean, it would it, that would destroy a sweater. My yeah, father, I know. That's what I mean. Man. My father used to call those Irish pennants. The string <laughs> hanging out. The Like if you had a sweater on and the yeah. piece of string was hanging out. Yeah. Irish pennants? <laughs> pennant. Oh, pennant. Yeah. What does that mean? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the video I'm looking at on Western Mass News is all blurred. Um, See, the, well, uh, probably because there's some blood involved in there, too. There, there's also you know, more than one version of the uh, of the video. Oh, I'm there, sure there, there's millions. There was a bunch of people with their phones out because everyone likes a good, you know, a public beatdown. Yeah, but I'm I'm even seeing they've also they're just showing video of the crowd, too, and it's all blurred. It's like it looks like it's. Raining or something? Um, it wasn't. Was it raining? No, I don't think so. The ground is dry. Yeah, maybe it was just foggy. Uh, Maybe it's just a bad video. Yeah, I know. Uh, Why can't somebody with a high-priced iPhone uh, be recording these fights uh, for better video quality so we can make our decision? So it's a good question. A uh, Greenfield man was arrested after an investigation into a car accident on Tuesday. Uh Afternoon. According to the Greenfield Police, Springfield resident Alex Barnes was operating a vehicle with a sus- uh, suspicious license. Suspicious license. Yeah, that's the way. Uh, that's the way Twenty Two wrote it. The suspicious license. Uh, suspicious license or license plate. It just says a vehicle with a suspicious a suspicious license. Hmm. Hmm. That is certainly poor reporting. Well, or poor you, writing. You have uh, this weird card here. <laughs> Doesn't really quite look like a regular Massachusetts yep. license. But uh, what was the first half of it? Pulled over a car with a suspicious license? Yeah. That would be a license plate. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't know about the license until after you pulled the car Is over. it uh, maybe one of those licenses <laughs> that's uh, license plates that's written on cardboard? Yeah, made out of paper plate. Anyway, uh, operating a vehicle with a suspicious license, following too close to another vehicle, attached illegal plates, had an unregistered and uninsured vehicle, was in possession of a Class A drug subsequent offense, and in possession of a Class B subsequent offense. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the plate issue is... 
what got the suspicion of the police. While at the accident, uh, Greenfield firefighters opened the engine compartment to look for leaky fluids that were being spilled onto the road. Firefighters found a hollow area which contained a safe, and the vehicle and safe were seized pending a warrant. On Wednesday morning, Detective Purinton uh, received a warrant to search the vehicle and safe. The detective located 1,580 wax baggies, which contained uh, what is believed to be heroin. A total of 66 capsules were also found, uh, believed to be some other gabapentin. What is that? It's a drug. Uh, green baggies, a small digital scale, and a notebook containing possible narcotic transactions. A notebook. He had a notebook mm-hmm. from his dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you writing down all your drug transactions? Well, uh, 50 no, I got to make sure I remember who got what. Well, uh, 20 banks to Fred, and it's yeah. uh, $1,600. Uh, 46 <laughs> bags for Jose. He had to make sure I get that money. He's uh, he's going the old school with the ledger. Isn't uh, The yeah. drug transaction ledger. Isn't gabapentin used for, like, uh, seizure disorders? I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't even realize that was something that uh, people were using, you know, recreationally. Well, no, they mix it sometimes. Ah, it's like mixing it with fentanyl or uh, baby formula. Oh, like cut it down. Is that what they do? Mm-hmm. To yep. make to make it. I love snorting baby formula. Oh man! I, oh phew. God, that's the that's like some of the worst smelling stuff in the world. How many babies do they make with that stuff anyway? With the formula? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, not as many as you would think. Do they have double yolk ones? Let me sit you down for a talk, John, and tell you how babies are made. From well, they're formula. obviously made from formula. No, not really. What's the uh, what's what's one of the famous names? That's uh, Enfamil or Enfamil- Similac. And Similac. I was addicted to Similac like you wouldn't believe. Uh-huh. You were freebasing the stuff. Like I was, was going out of style. And Mainlining it. The worst part is I didn't find out it didn't have any cocaine into it until like three years into the habit. You got ripped off. I did get ripped off. I just thought I was snorting something that smelled awful. Uh, let's see. Uh, police in Madison, Wisconsin are looking for two men accused of stealing a bronze sculpture of Humpty Dumpty sitting on a toilet. The name of the piece is Dumpty Humpty. The artist says it's worth $1,400. She was selling stuff at an art fair on Saturday and noticed two men hanging out near her booth who seemed suspicious. Then she left for a minute, and when she came back, they were gone, and so was the statue. Police posted a few security shots and hope someone can ID them. They think at least one of them is a college kid in his early 20s. Well, yes, because that's the kind of person that would steal a piece named Dumpty Humpty. <laughs> that's the kind of person who would make a piece called Dumpty Humpty. Yeah, that's true, but I don't know if they're that creative. They're more creative stealing things than they are making yeah, things. But if, I, point. if I were a college student, that would be the exact thing I'd want to steal. They also released a photo of the sculpture which shows Humpty, mid-Dumpty, by the way, <laughs> with his pants down around his ankles. <laughs> it, uh, he, he's... It, it's a creepy-looking thing, and I don't know why anybody would pay $1,400 for this, but he's got the grumpy face going on while he's doing it. Well, of course. He's making it grumpy. Let me see if I can send this picture to you. Because, uh, uh, <laughs> it's I'm, I'm, just, I'm just Googling it. Dumpty yeah. Humpty. Yeah, I'm not getting anything. Let's see if I can, uh, can text it to you. It's like a, he, it's like a bronze face with yeah. him like squinting like this. He's got a shirt on and the pants and shoes. The pants are down below his ankles. And uh, is he letting out a double yolk one? It looks like he's <laughs> look at he's doing a triple yolk in this one. Wow. 
Let's see if we can uh, we can do this. Ready? All righty. Mm. This magic of technology. I'm sending you the picture right now. And... You got to get all the way down the hall for me though. I don't know if that's gonna work. Well, I'm I'm like in the next room. Yeah. I don't got I don't got uh, Jack. You don't have it yet. No, no. And I think we can move on. What are you talking about? That people want to no. know about. Th- well, right, we want to yeah. know about this. No, uh, you know what people want to know about the price of bacon right now. It's more expensive than it's been in the past Wait a minute. forty years. I got the picture. Yeah, that's actually very funny. I don't got the picture. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good grimacey face. He's even got eyebrows. You didn't get the picture. I got no. I got nothing. Yeah, I got it. Probably, Way down here, I got it. Probably get it in about an hour or so. Mm. Well, I did send a group text, didn't I? Yep. Yes, you did. So why didn't Bax get it? Uh, not in the group. And he's closer to me. Yeah. Right. Yep. Got nothing, Steve. Big yeah, bag well. of nothing. So oh, what are they doing, Steve? Downloading right now. Ah. Uh, bacon, bacon is more expensive than it has been in the past 40 years, even accounting for inflation. Supply chain issues are squeezing the pork market. You know, I used to think to myself, <laughs> you got the picture? Uh, it's downloading. Uh, no, I was just laughing at squeezing the pork market. I'm, um, I'm not the kind of person who's married to brands. I, if I go into the grocery store, I'm looking at prices more than I'm looking at brands. And bacon is a very good example. Um, I used to be an Oscar Mayer person, um, but now, you know, you go to the bacon section and you can see the same size, the same weight bacon packages. This one is $9.99. This one is $7.99. Mm-hmm. This one is $6.99. And I'll grab the $6.99, not really knowing what the difference is going to be. Last week was the first time I ever brought it home, opened it up, and realized, Jesus, this looks like nothing but fat. Mm-hmm. And then when I cooked it, I had edible bacon strips that were about half of the size of what an yeah, Oscar Mayer slice would have been. That's the problem. You sometimes get what you pay for. The The, the cheap stuff is cheap because nope. it's not good bacon. But that's what I, I didn't know what not good bacon meant. Well, and I mean, it, it means basically there's more fat. It's it's still bacon, but uh, when you look for uh, like a sli- you know, like a like a pound uh, where there's loads of meat and you can actually see the meat, it's not covered up with like a with like a label or oh, some no, sort of was. decal. Yeah, yeah, it's totally it, covered. You are married to brands. What about the apple pies and the uh, the pot pies and all that other stuff? No, not eat? anymore because uh, the pot pies are um, Swanson, Swanson doesn't make the deep dish pot pie anymore. So now I'm off to uh, Marie Callender. Um, oh, she sucks. Oh, no, no. She's all right. Nothing wrong with Marie. And then what was the other thing you said? Apple uh, pies? Apples, yeah. No, I'm, I've changed those, too, yeah. because I can't always find the big Y brand. See, yep. I'm finding when it comes to bacon, I'm, I'm actually now kind of moved on to the thick sliced bacon. I yep. kind of like the thicker <laughs> slice. I used to buy that bacon, the garlic bacon. Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That guy went out of business. Are oh, you kidding? Yeah, he went out of business. He doesn't. Oh, there's no more garlic God. bacon anymore. That was, I love that was the some box. of the best bacon I ever had. I love that box of pre-cooked bacon. That's sweatshop bacon. Yeah, why would you eat that? That's not even located anywhere near the refrigerator No, section. it's on the end of the aisle. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Yeah, it's like the Entenmann's. Yeah, would you like uh, meat that's supposed to be refrigerated but not? <laughs> you know. <laughs> In if, a box? If I left a piece of pork out on a, on a countertop somewhere, it might go rancid, but that would never happen in a cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, I still like the idea that the uh, supply chain issues are squeezing the pork market. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that I, can't, funny. I can't believe that guy went out of business. That was some of the best I bacon I ever had. I know. And he and you know what? It was cheaper than regular bacon. because uh-huh. Like anything you'd buy at a, at a grocery store because he did it himself. Yeah. He'd buy the slabs himself, smoke it himself, and then slice it himself. That was good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. I guess I'm going to have to squeeze my own pork market now. Oh, well. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be sunny with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. Looking at 53 right now in downtown Springfield.